Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, coming to you today on the Dark Knight Mike here in our studios in Marion, Ohio. Uh, folks, I want to go ahead and just start the show off today. Um, I I have some very sad news, um, and I apologize if I I start to break up here. Um, Friday on February the third, uh, it was about five thirty in the afternoon. Um, we had to uh, we had to end up sitting down. And uh, me and my wife, Brooke, and um, we watched the passing of, of Blue, our Bassa Hound here, um, who has been with us for 17 very long years of my life. And I know all of my listeners from around the coast, uh, you have heard Blue from time to time. He's been on the show several times. You could hear him coming in. You could hear the jingle off of his chain. Um, you, you could hear him when he came in. I would talk about him frequently. He would be in here when we had a lot of guests on the show. <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, he passed away, uh, like I said, Friday evening. And uh, what had happened was he had been in declining health. I, I had talked about this on my show a couple months back. We, we thought he was, he was going to go a couple months back. And uh, he, he snapped out of it. And, you know, he, he recovered and he, he was back to being blue. And unfortunately here Friday, um, Blue had a stroke, and uh, it, it, it caused him not to be able to use the back of his legs anymore, and uh, he had no feeling in, in parts of his body. Um, he was using his head and to try to get himself up and was struggling quite badly, and uh, he couldn't even use his front paws very well. They kept bending in on him. His paws did. And I just could not bear to watch it. And uh, we made a decision that, that we were, we were, we were going to have to um, make the call for him. As much as he, in his eyes, you could see that uh, he very much loved life and fought to just keep going. Um, me and my wife had to make that, that tough judgment call. And uh, we had to end up helping him uh, go home, so to speak, to heaven uh, in the hands of God. And uh, it's been it's been a tough it's it's been a tough forty eight hours here for our family. Um, I want to give everyone a background. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of traveling in the military. I used to travel around the country and things on trips, and. Uh, over the years, Blue would travel with me, and at the time, we also, I had another Basset Hound, his, I called 
called it his wife, Dolly, because they, they did have puppies at one point. Um, I had Blue and Dolly for a long, long time, and their home was always with me uh, in all of my travels. So Blue and Dolly had seen a lot of the world with me and had always been with me through thick and thin. So their home has always been with, with me. And, you know, here four years ago, um, I had to, we had to put Dolly down. She, she ended up having um, kidney failure and, and was dying. And that broke my heart then. And, and Friday, Friday really broke my heart. Uh, 17 years is a long time being with someone that you love. And uh, I, I got blue with 17 years back with my first wife, Jenny. And, uh, <clears throat> and I, I, I actually emailed a lot of people and talked to a lot of people. My, my ex-wife, I, I haven't talked to her in probably 12 years or longer. And I, I emailed her Friday night to let her know that blue had passed away. And, uh, you know, I, I, me and her, uh, at least I have had a grudge against how things ended in that relationship. And, uh, something just told me that I needed to let her know what had happened to him. And, uh, she responded. I didn't think she was going to, and she, she thanked me for, for letting her know. And I, and I thanked her, uh, I thanked her for giving me the, the best part of my life for 17 years and and that was blue uh, everybody that that graced this studio coming in and out of here or or who knew him uh, will tell you uh, one of a kind and I'm, I'm gonna miss him uh, very much uh, I want to thank uh, all of the uh, family, friends, uh, people who's never even meant blue, uh, your messages. I, I appreciate them very much. Uh, I know he would have really loved to hear how much he was loved uh, and what, what he meant to people. And just the people that met him passing by just fell in love with him. Uh, he just... I don't know. He was just something about him. They say that God graces this earth with um, unique individuals, and and dog or not, he was a very unique individual who can never be replaced. I would also like to thank um, forever friends uh, down in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they are a company. Um, very sweet people, very caring. Uh, they, they took Blue in um, here Friday evening. Um, they, they, are, <clears throat> they do cremations for animals. We're, we're having Blue cremated just like we had his beloved Dolly cremated. He will be with her um, when I get him back on Monday. But I want to thank them for the compassion and the um, the way they 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 handle everything, um, great people. If if you ever have a loved one, uh, especially a pet, 
and you're not sure with what you want to do and you think cremation is the, the way you want to go for you and your family. Uh, Forever Pets down there in Columbus, please give them a call. They great staff, uh, great facility. Um, they, they take care of everything. Uh, in their packages, they're, they're very uh, affordable. And if you're someone who just doesn't think you can muster the strength uh, trying to deal with the loved one that you've lost, they even deliver, they have a carrier come to the door. They actually deliver your loved one back to you at your home. Uh, just very compassionate people. And I, I just wanted to give them a thanks and a shout out today. Um, I also want to thank uh, the hospital that we took Blue to. Um, my vet, which is Dr. Yancey, who has taken care of him over the years, was out, unfortunately, Friday. I also want to thank him and their staff at the Yancey Clinic here in Marion for many, many years of uh, great veterinarian um, doctoring and help, um, especially when we took Blue or Dolly or any of our animals in. Dr. Yancey is a very good vet, and, and I want to thank him and his staff for all the years of service to, to me and my family. Um, but again, I want to I thank the, the veterinarian hospital uh, down in Delaware, Ohio. It's right off of 36 and 37, um, which is, uh, I believe it's core. Uh, I want to I thank them. Uh, great staff there. Uh, amazing people. You know, we, we didn't have anybody to turn to. We called multiple vets Friday afternoon and either they were closed or I got a very rude comments uh, made to me. I won't mention those, those veterinarian uh, facilities here in Marion that was uh, very cruel to me over the phone. Um, but I want to thank that, uh, that hospital there, the animal hospital there in, in, in Delaware. Um, thank you. Great staff, great doctors. Um, they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have an emergency, they're, again, very cost efficient, very charming, loving people there. Um, from the moment we got there, they, they didn't make us wait. They knew the situation that was going on. They took Blue back with us. Um, took his bed back there with him, and, and we were there uh, all the way until the end, and even after the end, just the, the way they, and the, the way they cared for, for him and us, and the love that they showed there, and the compassion, uh, it, it was just phenomenal, and uh, I would highly recommend them to anyone, uh, rather, to take your pet there for checkup or if you have an emergency or, or a situation like we had. Um, great staff, great people. I, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Um, just, just, just great service all the way around. So I just, I wanted to give my send-off uh, to Blue. Um, I did a day yesterday where our family just we honored his memory and his life. 
uh, I was posting pictures. People were commenting on Facebook and social media. Um, and if you would like to send in your comments and over past episodes where Blue has been on and you could hear him, I know when I had the ditto cam out and he would pass by or he'd be looking at the camera wagging his tail. I had a lot of people that loved that, uh, fell in love with his face. So if you want to comment, you can. Uh, telephone number 740-802-7936. Or you can drop us a, a message here at Political Theater um, at uh, politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page. I have tons of um, postings about Blue on there in his life and celebration of his life. 17 long years. You can look me up. Look up Charles Nash. I have taken down my uh, political theater um, face on there for the show. Blue is on there. It's a picture of him standing out in the sand. Um, it's got the slogan, the caption that I have put underneath it that I felt was fitting for him. Uh, it says, uh, one day the sun will fall on me and will rise again to shine on yours. And uh, folks, that is a very true statement. We are only here for so long, and uh, just please uh, take the time to visit a loved one, whether there be in a home, a nursing home, a hospital, good health or not, make time for your loved ones. Make time for your children, make time for one another, uh, make time for your friends family members. Stop and see if, you, if there's someone struggling along the side of the road. Stop. Make sure they're okay. Lend a helping hand when you can. You know, I know in the hustle and bustle of the working world and the way things are nowadays with all of the ugliness and the negativity that's out there and the fighting and the political fighting back and forth and division within this country and around the world. Put it aside. Stop and look at one another. Communicate. I guess the thing that I remember is, is we are all God's children, and there are things in life that we don't necessarily understand and may never understand. And I, I struggle, I've been struggling with it even today. Faith. Questions that I ask myself daily about life in general. And I, I come back to the same answer. You love one another. And you live the life the best you can. You, 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 you live your life with the time that you're given. And you make the decisions on what you want to do with that time that you're given. But don't squander that time. Because one day, as I tell my kids, the sun will fall on my time. And it will come up the next day with the rising of yours. So please take the time with your loved ones, your family members anyone that you care about, take the time with them. 
even if it's just five minutes. Put the swords down and and just love who you are, love the people around you and what you have, even if it's not a lot. At the end of the show today, I am going to give my send-off to Blue, uh, my tribute to, to his life at the end of the show. Um, I hope everyone kind of sticks around. It's a, a great song. It is, um, it is by uh, Jimmy Scott. It's, it's called The Garden. Um, I thought about playing this at the beginning of the show. I can't. If I play this at the beginning of the show, I will, you will hear me do nothing but sobbing. So I'm going to wait to the end of the show. It'll be my final tribute, a good send-off to my friend of 17 years, to Blue Nash, um, who passed away again on Friday evening, February the 3rd of 2023. Getting away from the topic here, I do have news. I, I I intend very much on going into today's end of the week wrap up of everything that's going on. I am going to take a quick commercial timeout here from I think local first uh, businesses and sponsors to kind of compose myself to get back to uh, the news and where I need to be. So stay tuned. When we return, I will be getting into the end of the week wrap-up. Stay tuned. My friends, how many people here love to fly? Maybe you've been on a vacation where it requires you to get in a big commercial airliner, or, or maybe you live somewhere local where you have an owner-operator and a small piloted plane who, who does personal rides. Well, if you're someone who loves to fly, or maybe you've never flown before, maybe you have some, some kids or family members you'd like to take up in the air, or maybe you just like to do some sightseeing, maybe see a sunset, take a night fly somewhere here around the Ohio area, uh, maybe locally, maybe a couple miles out. Maybe you're someone who likes to do further rides for longer periods of time. Or again, maybe you're a photographer, you like to do some of those nice aerial pictures. Well, I have a great company for you. It's Sparks Fly. It is here in Mount Gilead, Ohio. It is a veteran owned and operated uh, business here and it's it's owned by pilot and owner Keith Sparks and I'm gonna tell you I had my kids go up here about a week ago and they had a phenomenal time going up in that plane of his now he's got many different types of airplane rides available from a mini tour your basic tour good values better values all the way up to even night flies uh, they go anywhere up from about 20 minutes all the way up to an hour and 30 minute ride. Prices vary on depending on the weather conditions, the time of the year, and where you want to go. But again, great, 
great company, a great aerial view, and I'm telling you, you will love this if you've never experienced this before. It, it, he is, he's got a great company, hands down. So they even do flight instructions for individuals too. Maybe you want to get your pilot's license. They do that as well. There are several different ways to contact Sparks Fly, and that is one, you can go to their webpage with it, which is www.sparksflyllc.com. You can also call owner Keith Sparks, phone number 419-560-6130, or even drop him a line at Keith at SparksFlyLLC.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom. Find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Thank you.
And we are back. I have uh, Real Life there with their uh, 1989 song, Send Me an Angel. Uh, very good song, especially for, you know, everything that has been transpiring here at the Nash family house. So I'm going to get right into the news, folks. I have quite a bit of it here for the end of the week wrap up. So we're going to get right into the first bit of news that's been dominating the, the networks. And I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. That is the Chinese spy balloon or balloons that infiltrated the United States coastlines. And it has been the talk for the last three or four days now. It's still dominating the headline news in all of drive-by media networks. And look, this is what I'm going to say about this. Joe Biden and his administration were not going to do anything about this. The only reason those balloons were shot down yesterday on the 4th was because of the simple fact the pressure that was mounting, not just from the Republicans in the House. You had Senate Democrats coming down on Joe Biden over pressure. And it, it just came down to this, folks. Optics. Optics of national security. Optics that if we didn't do anything, and when I say we, I should really say Joe Biden, his administration, the signal that that was not just sending China, but it was going to signal our adversaries from around the world about how weak we have become under the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and his administration. It was, an, it was optics. That was the only reason that Joe Biden and his administration gave the go-ahead to take out those balloons. That's it. If there was no mounting pressure by the media, by special operations and analysts here on our military side, if there wasn't a war going on in the swamp of Washington, D.C., especially with Race is coming around the corner again for, for certain individuals in the House and in the Senate who are retiring in, cer in certain key demographic races and states. Joe Biden would have done nothing. And there's a lot of people that are speculating it's because of the ties that him and his son Hunter Biden have. There are certain companies in communist China. I mean, there, there's no getting around that. That's what this boils down to. But optics, my friends, optics and how it looked in the spotlight, that's the only reason they were shot down yesterday. And did you see what Joe Biden had said trying to cover his ass? This is what he said. That he had given the, the green light to shoot those those Chinese spy balloons down days ago, which is a bold-faced lie. 
Because if that was given weeks ago or a week ago or several days ago or how many, how many days he's saying that they knew about this, it would have been done from the get-go, from the beginning. And it wasn't. Now you have military and operational officials after it's been shot down now saying that they plan on gathering the data from these balloons to see just how much they can learn from these balloons and just to see how much data and information was compiled and sent back to China as well. I've got this news article here. It says, uh, it's from Fox News. It says, uh, China spy balloons was a test to U.S. playing right into says former special ops analyst. I'll read a little bit of this article here. It says former special operations analyst Brett, and I'm not, I'm not going to try to butcher his name here, Velashkiki and Gatestone Institute senior fellow Gordon Chang joined Fox News over the weekend on Fox and Friends. This was on Sunday. To discuss the shooting down of the Chinese spy balloon floating in U.S. airspace as the Biden administration and their handling of it. It says um, both Chang and Velovashki explained how the spy balloon was a test by the Chinese Communist Party to demonstrate the weakness of the United States. Well, absolutely. By the way, did anyone see what China and their administration first claimed the balloons were? They first claimed, when this, this garnered national attention, they didn't deny that it wasn't their balloons. But they said they were weather balloons that had blown off course and that they were gathering statistical information about weather patterns in the atmosphere and that they had blown again off course. That's what they initially claimed. Now that claim is completely off the table. And since they were shot down yesterday afternoon, now the communist China's regime is stating that the United States took irrational military steps and is blowing this completely out of proportion. I, I have that news article as well. Uh, that one is from The Hill. It's on their international column. Uh, it, it came out here yesterday. I'm going to read this. It says, China condemns U.S. attack on surveillance balloon as overreaction. So again, I love this because first they said, well, they're, they're weather balloons. We're gathering data on weather patterns. And, and these, these balloons of ours blew off course. That's all they are. Now China comes out and says, well, yeah, they're surveillance balloons. Oh. After they've been shot down. And of course, Joe Biden and his administration, again, they're they're covering their tails here because they're saying, well, look, we, 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 we gave the go-ahead to take these out a week ago. Okay, so why, why was it just yesterday that 
the Defense Department decided to take them down themselves. Again, it's optics, folks. It's, it's what they want people to see. And it just isn't working for Joe Biden and his administration. The, the weakness that it is portraying in our leadership, who is in control of this country, now you know why China, and it's not just going to be China, it's going to be every other enemy of ours. They're going to try to do the same thing. Look, what's, uh, look what came out here yesterday. The, the, it was on Newsmax. MSNBC. You've got Iran now sending warships into our coastal areas here in the United States. You got them sending in warships into places like Cuba, Brazil. I'm not making this up, folks. I, I just read this yesterday. Places that we have kept our enemies away from and at bay, we are allowing them to sink ever closer to this country, its borders, its surrounding coastal fronts, you name it. Now, what is this signaling? Well, I can tell you. You have had a lot of special forces members. You have had a lot of retired um, military personnel with years of combat experience and, and analysts come out and are predicting by 2025 we are going to be in a large-scale global war and it's not going to be on somebody else's back door. It's going to be on our very own home turf here because we have allowed our national defenses to erode on itself. God help us if that becomes a true fact. But when you have someone in the Oval Office who is asleep at the wheel, I mean, for God's sakes, we're talking about a man who gets, <laughs> he gets directions on the White House lawn from a Easter Bunny. who doesn't even know where he is on most days, and that's who's running this country. You have the same individual in his political party taking our military and all of its branches and teaching woke infrastructure uh, it's woke infrastructure training pretty much is what it is. You're eroding our armed forces, the muscle that keeps us safe and keeps our enemies away. You're eroding them and you're, you're causing our muscle to become flab. And this is the same administration, the same administration who refuses, even with their own party members and in key blue states, down at the southern border, asking them to shut the flow of migrant immigrants, the drugs, the sex trafficking, the crime, the terrorists coming across our border from God knows who and where, with no checks and boundaries, 
That administration is looking at a blind eye to the problem. And this is who is at the head of the wheel of this country. So no wonder, no wonder China is going to test our reflexes with weather balloons. And we failed miserably. I'm going to read this article here from The Hill. It says, China condemned the U.S. military's decision on Saturday to shoot down a suspended or suspected, excuse me, Chinese surveillance balloon that flew over the U.S. last week. China strongly disapproves and protests against the U.S.'s attack on a civil, uh, civilization unmannered airship of force. The Chinese foreign ministry said in a statement on Sunday morning, per the South China Morning Report. It says the U.S.'s use of force is a clear overreaction and a serious violation of international practice. This is what the Chinese military and ministry added, noting that Beijing reserves the right to make further responses that are necessary. It says a high-altitude surveillance balloon first entered the U.S. airspace in Alaska on January the 28th. After bravely traveling through the Canadian airspace, it returned to the U.S. via Idaho on January 31st and spent the rest of the week traversing the country. As Beijing confirmed on Friday, so it's February the 3rd, that the balloon was Chinese, but claimed it was primarily used for meteorology research and had been blown off course. As the Chinese side regrets the unintimidated entry of the airspace into U.S. airspace due to the force and measure that was given here the other day, the ministry spokesman said. However, American officials have maintained that the balloon was surveillancing strategic sites within the U.S., leading Secretary of State Anthony Belkin to postpone his trip to Beijing on Friday. This is what he said. He said, we have noted that the People's Republic of China's statement of regret but the presence of its balloon in our airspace is a clear violation of our sovereignty as well as international law. And it is unacceptable that this has occurred. This is what Belkin said in his State Department, senior official. Again, after that statement, you had a hit back from the Chinese foreign minister. You said the U.S.'s actions on Saturday in a statement alleging that some politicians in the media have hyped up the situation in order to attack and smear China. The U.S. military has waited to shoot down the balloon until Saturday afternoon when it was over water of the coast of South Carolina. Due to safety concerns, it is now working to recover the debris, intelligence information, according to officials. So there you have it. That article can be seen and read. There's more to it here on the Hill. But there you go. That is what has dominated the news here for the last several days is China and its spy game weather balloons. 
And again, folks, it just goes to show you how Joe Biden and his administration, how weak we have become under his, his political power and his, his regime and, and as he steers the, the helm here of the ship. This is all this is. And I guarantee this is not the end of the weather balloon problem. Nor is it going to be the end of issues here coming to our back doorstep. I guarantee it. Now that is one piece of news that has been dominating the drive-by media. I have another one here that I want to talk about. This one, this one was um, has to do with Bill Maher. Now everybody knows Bill Maher is um, he has his own show. It's a late night show, and he talks about different political topics. Some of them being controversial topics. There was one that caught my attention here, and it's uh, Bill Maher. The headline is Brian, uh, Bill Maher, Brian um, Cranston, battle over critical race theory and podcast debate, essential to teaching. Now, everybody knows my take on critical race theory. I don't think it should be taught in schools. I don't, it's the same thing going on in the military right now. This, this wokeness that basically teaches that the foundation of America is a lie. Uh, we're all racist pigs. Uh, we, all of our founding fathers were slave owners and criminals and we sh we should be taking down statues of all these people we should burn the the declaration of independence and the bill of rights so forth and so forth it even goes as far as teaching that if you're white you're automatically a racist because you have white privilege it goes as far as to break down race and gender it destroys and nullifies scientific theory. It goes against the theory of religion and God. I mean, I could go on and on and on. This, these are just bits and pieces of what critical race theory teaches. It is, in essence, a direct play of the 1619 Project. And these things are being taught in your schools. And if you don't think it's, it's happening in your state, in your local school, think again. It was going on and is still going on here in Ohio. And it's highly contested here in Ohio. And it's still being debated about being outlawed. So it's just not in certain key blue states. It's everywhere. And little do you know, as a parent, it's being taught to your children to try to brainwash them that they are terrible people. That erasing history, 
no matter if it's good or bad, it needs to be done. We need to teach a lie is what it is. We need to rewrite history so that and paint it to where it's not as bleak and bad as what it has been. Well, I have news for everybody. If you believe this critical race theory, the 1619 garbage, you need to have your head examined. I'll give a great example. To sit there and say that our founding fathers are all slave owners, they, they never cared about anybody that wasn't white, they're a bunch of old white guys who never cared. Uh, look at their attack on, on Benjamin Franklin. Slave owner, old white guy, invented some things, put his name on the Declaration of Independence, never intended to have the, to have it, to have the, the rights on the Declaration of Independence mean anything to anybody else except for whites only. I have heard that debate for quite a while now, and it's a bunch of BS. That is what they are teaching our, our children now. That is what is formulated into this critical race theory, the 1619 Project. They want to re-erase history and put it in there to where it's nice and cuddly and let you know that history didn't have its, its dark sides. Folks, I don't know any part of history since the dawn of man that hasn't been dark and black. I don't know of any time period where someone hasn't been enslaved War hasn't came to a certain piece of land. A culture hasn't been wiped out. Slavery hasn't happened. Or that we haven't had dark comments made to one another in the development of mankind. I don't know any time in history, any period in history, where everything is sugar-coated and peaceful and nothing bad happens. That doesn't exist. That is not the natural working rate of the world. Progress and understanding is made, unfortunately, I'm going to make this as a true of a statement as I can, unfortunately doesn't happen without destruction, carnage, death, you don't get understanding. You don't get new laws. You, you don't have peace. You don't have protections. You don't have that sense of togetherness and cultural understanding unless you break through the barriers of the negativity of the, the, the disasters that have happened in the past. You have to learn from those in order to build a better tomorrow. And sitting here saying that everything that's bad that's happened in the past, well, it's just racist. We live on a lie. I don't know what country, not just the United States, wasn't formulated on negative events that has shaped it to become better place. And that is the truth. 
Now, getting back to this article here, you had actor Brian Cranston. He appeared on the, the comedian Bill Maher's uh, Club Random. It's a podcast that's on Saturdays. The two began hotly debating whether critical race theory should be taught in schools. This is the topic came about after Maher pointed out that former presidents such as Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, should be canceled in the public eye for owning slaves. Cranston countered, insisting that the country needs to reckon with its history. This is what he said. He says, it's 400 effing years that we've dealt with this, and our country still has not taken responsibility or accountability. This is what Cranston said. He said, when Marr questioned what America needs to take responsibility for, Cranston insisted for the history of cinematic racism that's in this country. Look, let me repeat this again. Was there slavery in the formation of the United States? Absolutely. Nobody contests that. With some of our founding fathers, slave owners. Yes, nobody contests that. Did those individuals change on their presumption and how they handled slavery with even being a slave owner? Yes, some of them did change their holdings on slavery. I'm not saying that that redeems them, folks. But I'm saying here, no one denies that slavery didn't exist. But I also want to point this out because this is where this is a hot contested button. And it wasn't even brung up in this segment. On Mars show. Who started slavery? Especially when it came here to the early colonies here of the United States. Who started slavery? It wasn't a bunch of European white guys. You had African settlements selling their own people out. You had African wars going on. Like you have with any other country in history. But you don't hear anything about that. You don't hear the, anything about black on black selling black into slavery. You don't hear about that. Or how about the first black slave in America whose owner was black? And that was in Jamestown. You don't hear about that, do you? And I have talked about this in length before. I Actually, I will bring that up when we come back from our last commercial break. Because I know I have people that are going to send me hate mail. They're going to say, that's a lie. That's not true. The first black slave in America was not by a black owner. Yes, it was. Documented fact. And it had to do over indentured servitude. And this is where another reason in history, I hate it when people sit there and go, well, slavery? There wasn't just slavery, folks, on African-Americans. 
What do you think an indentured servant was? If you couldn't pay to get from England to the United States, you had to become an indentured servant. You had to put so many years of your life working for somebody in downright degrading harsh conditions and sometimes deadly conditions to get to where you needed to go. And nine times out of ten, there was people that died. And they were white folks too. You had people of all different religion, all different color. It wasn't just African Americans. Now, I have to take my, my second commercial break here. I'm, I'm running out of time here. I have to. We come back. I'm going to continue into this. I have a couple more news articles, so stay with me. And I will be right back. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560. 6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural hand poured soy wax melts. All natural, chemical free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. 
www.missybogs.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call Pro Select. How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call Pro Select. Pro Select Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at proselectllc.com or Facebook, email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored massage, therapy, and wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness@gmail.com at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567 back i've got uh, journey there that was on one of their live tours um there for uh that was back in 1981 that is the remastered 2022 version of uh, don't stop believing a great song great band he's 
got a sensational voice there on stage. And I, I believe that was back when they were touring. I think that was back in New Jersey, was that concert. So I wasn't even born yet. But I, I wasn't born until 84. So that was three years before I was even born, folks. If that, that gives you a hint of how long Journey has been around. Getting back to what we were talking about before I went to our commercial timeout for Think Local First, uh, we were talking about uh, Bill Maher and uh, debating uh, Cranston there on uh, critical race theory and how America is just so racist and doesn't want to look at its, its, its history and how it needs to be reshaped. And I wanted to continue a little bit more on this before I change subjects here. Getting back into the article here. Now, Marr agreed that the issue regarding uh, racism in American history can be necessary. He said it needs to be talked about. He wasn't disagreeing with that, but he said it doesn't need to be the way the idea is placed through with critical race theory. This is what he says. He says, critical race theory, he says, I mean, it's just one of those catch-all phrases. If you mean it, we should be honest, teach our past, of course. If you mean more that what the 1619 book says, which is that it's just the essence of America and that we are irredeemable, that's just wrong, is what, is what Marr said. And Cranston did agree with him on that. So the discussion continued as Cranston claimed that there needs to be further action to teach our past and be honest about the country's histories. He said most schools are doing that. That's what Marr said. But Cranston remarked that in Florida, they want to do away with critical race theory and let other, like they do in other states. Because sometimes it veers off into things that are really not appropriate for schools. Look, I'm not going to get any more into this article here and reading it. You can read it for yourself. Again, it's Bill Maher, Brian Cranston, Battle Over Critical Race Theory and Podcast Debate of Essential to Be Teaching on Bill Maher's podcast on the Club Random. Look, this is all I'm going to, this is my last comment about this podcast debate. I don't, when I was a kid, I, I don't know how it is now. I have heard about some of the stuff from where my children, my daughters go, which is River Valley Schools here in Marion. They seem to teach history about like it was when I was in school. And I graduated folks back in 03. What I learned in school and I had a great history teacher. I had Mrs. Urquhart as my history teacher for three years for American history and social studies. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I, I heard all of the negative past about our country. It wasn't all sunshine and roses. No one tried to crease over the, the bad facts 
and foundings about this uh, our nation and the individuals there within, especially the leadership, our founding fathers. No one ever did that. I knew we had individuals, some of them presidents, who had slaves, plantations. I don't think anyone doesn't know that. So I don't understand where Cranston's coming from when he says that, well, we veer off topics in schools, like in Florida, they're trying to not teach the founding of our country and the truth behind it. I have never heard of that in my entire life. I have always been taught, and I have heard this from everybody, everyone knows the founding of America. Everyone knows that with anything, any country, any beginning, you have a black past, a negative past with it. It's not all sunshine and roses. There's a lot of death, destruction, rebirth, reshaping, inner fighting. I, I don't know any place in this world does not go through a reshaping or a refoundation. There's nothing. At least that I know of. I think why people are turned off to critical race theory, again, because of the branding in which it is. All white people are bad. The division of different ethnicities and how you shouldn't you shouldn't trust people of different religion culture or race it, it that's how that's what they teach folks in the 1619 project for crying out loud you want to talk about racism and div division it's teaching it it takes what it's, it it claims it it wants to discuss and reshape and do away with but it teaches the exact same thing and it causes more division and more hate. And now you, you have people like Cranston going, I don't understand that. You don't understand why they want to do away with 1619, critical race theory. Why they want to get this wokeness out of the military, for crying out loud. That's why. It erodes this country. And, it, and, and Mar is right. It, it marks everyone in this country and the, the, our past and this country and what it stands for as irredeemable on anything and everything. Past, present, and future. I don't know about anybody else. I sure as hell don't want my kids being taught that. You're just setting them up to, to become communists. That is essentially what that is. Speaking of race baiting and negativity, did anybody catch, this has been about a week, week and a half ago. This was on the 30th of January. Did anybody catch the view and I don't watch The View, so I didn't catch it. I'm, I'm reading the headline off of this. 
It says, Whippy Goldberg asked if we need to see white people get beat up to see change. Then she quickly clarifies. I, I wasn't even surprised by this because this is the type of, I'm just going to say what it is, ignorance. That people in the media who have no understanding of past, have no real historical view of anything, probably don't do a, any reading whatsoever on this topic. There's someone who identifies with the same race of color and they go, yeah, we're, 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 we're trading negatively all the time. But yet they won't look at their issues going on with their own culture and what's going on in their own backyard. Here's a great example of this before I get to Whippy Goldberg. If you go out right now and you look at Black Lives Matter, what is the number one thing that the founder of Black Lives Matter, what, what do they all scream? Racism and racial division. How they're not treated correctly. How there are more of them and criminally incarcerated than white people or Africa or, or Native Americans or people that uh, Asians, for example. But they never sit there and, and actually analyze the data, analyze the actual question in which they're bitching about. And this is where it frustrates me to no ends. Go and look at the statistical data of why there are so many black men incarcerated in prison institutions. Do you want to know what the answer is to that, folks? They've allowed their own culture to erode on itself. Here's a great example. One of the reasoning is you see more African-American men in prison or at a failure rate in this country. Jobs, education, growth, you name it. Look at the, look at the division between the nuclear family. You have more African-American women raising their children alone without a father figure. That right there is a key issue, folks. It takes two parents. I have talked about this topic. It doesn't matter what color you are. It takes two parents. That is half the problem going on. Here's the other one. We have destroyed God. We have destroyed God. We have taken him out of everything. We have taken him out of teachings. We don't place those teachings on our children. We don't teach our children at home right from wrong. And it's just not just the black community here that I'm getting at. It's, all, it's across all spectrums. I could go on and on and on. But if you want to analyze... 
If you want to take Black Lives Matter and what they're trying to push out there to everybody, which is a big lie, that, that the black community is somehow cheated over, like the only, the only skin color, it's being cheated over here. What's a lie? Just like this whole notion, well, you have white privilege. You don't know what you're talking about. You're handed everything. Folks, I don't, I don't, you want to know what my reaction is to that? I've never been given a leg up. I ain't some rich white guy. I live paycheck to paycheck every day, like every ordinary person that I know. Regardless of your skin color, your religion, your belief. I'm just trying to make it just like everybody else. The only thing that I do is I try to apply myself. I educate my children. I'm there for my children. Everybody knows this. You know, my... The, the, my my one of my exes who I, I have my three daughters with, we, we have shared custody, shared parenting. But we are both in our children's lives. That has never stopped from day one. And trust me, there has been some hellacious fights and arguments, you name it. But at the end of the day, we are there for our children. We set an example for our children and we try the best we can to keep our children on the right path. Even if we are not on the same page. As for this white privilege, I don't have any privilege. I don't have any privilege over anybody else. I have just the same rights, same problems as anybody else with any other color of skin. Have I been denied certain rights and affordabilities? Absolutely. And I'm a white man. At least the last time I checked, I'm... I mean, I, I have the same problems, same issues, the same accountability as anybody else. There's no leg up on me. I work hard to have what, I, what I've got and to be able to manage what I have. I have many friends of all different ethnic backgrounds and skin colors, and they, I've never heard any one of them say, well, you've got white privilege. They're afforded the same rights and opportunities as me, and I've never heard any of them complaining that because of their skin color, they're somehow put on another level or disadvantage to me or anybody else. Now, getting back to Whoopi Goldberg and The View, it says the, the co-host, Whoopi Goldberg, wondered on Monday if we need to see white people get beat up to see meaningful police reform before clarifying that she was not suggesting that Following the death of uh, Tyree Nicholas, the, the man who was beaten up and killed by four black police officers. Did you see what that, 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 that the man that was killed, that, that Tyree Nicholas, what his mother came out and said? 
she was just saddened that it had to be four black men police officers that killed her son. So what is it? Would it make it, it would this have been worse if it was four white men or, 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 or excuse me, five white men or five, or, or five, um, uh, you know, Indians, African, you know, what difference does it make what color of skin they was? They did their job ineffectively and they performed wrong tasks and procedures that ended your son's life. Why are you focusing on their skin color? Your son was killed. Doesn't matter what their skin color was. And this is what Whippy Goldberg is sitting here saying. She goes, well, w would it be any different if it, if it was white guys, if they're getting beat up by black cops? Do we need to get, to get police reform? Look, I'm just going to go ahead and say this about this fight about police reform. Or with anything, any job in this world. Folks, there are evil people out there. They come in all shapes and forms. You can't take five individuals and completely capsize and condemn everybody who is wearing a badge of blue that says police. You can't do that. You can't take a number of bad eggs and say the whole batch is bad. It doesn't work like that. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about this clairvoyance of ignorance going on in this country and around the world. We never take the problem and assault it head on anymore. It is now it's, well, this is a problem. That means the whole damn thing is shot. That's not how it works in life. That's not how it works with anything. And this is why I have said there's going to come a point where people are going to have to start looking at an issue and to try to correct this problem, they're going to have to make a hard decision here. And it's really not hard. It's going to come down to what is right or what is easy. And right now, you have a lot of people who are taking the what is easy route. That when they're confronted with a problem and the way of handling that problem, no matter what that is, in this case, a man was beaten by five cops, bad five cops, corrupt cops. You cannot condemn the whole entire police force. You cannot condemn everybody who wears a police uniform. And this bullshit argument, well, we need police reform. Because a people that's wearing a badge are abusing their power. Or abusing their rights on others. Or they're racist. Again. You cannot take one case, one individual, or a, in this case, a group of individuals, five men, and completely dem condemn everyone. It doesn't work that way. 
be no different with kids in school. You got one bully who has friends with a bunch of other people. Are you going to condemn them as well as being bullies because they associate with one bad person? No. Or how about a teacher? You got a school of teachers. One of them goes and sexually assaults a student. And you find out he's a pedophile. Are you going to associate all teachers as being pedophiles? And rapists? This is exactly what I'm talking about here. This is where we have gotten away from human structure and identifying a problem and addressing it as what it is. The problem with the individual who's committing the action. Not everyone. Not the title of everyone. If I go out and rob a bank, I, everyone just hear that? I. Rob the bank. I am the person who did that. Not my family. There isn't no we in what I did. It's what I did. And it's the same thing if you look at what I've talked about with school shootings. They want to focus on everything but the problem. They want to focus on the gun. The caliber of the gun. How much ammunition was in it. Why the police weren't there in time. Why there wasn't certain safety precautions. Why wasn't there any red flags when there was red flags. And then they want to blame everybody and everything but the actual issue at hand. The person who committed the crime. We can't do that. We have become a culture of blaming Everything but actually analyzing what the problem is and stomping it out at the root. I have said this and said this and said this. And it comes down to this, folks. You have bad people. You're never going to get away from having bad people. You can sit there and take one away and five more will pop up. Unfortunately, we do not live in a perfect world. We will never live in a perfect world. Getting back to this article here. This is my comment because I'm not even going to read any more into this because it's a big waste of garbage. This is what I'm going to say about Whoopi Goldberg and her comments. With, do we need to see white people get beat before anybody does anything? Well, Whoopi, I'm just going to tell you this. There are white people out there that get beat, shot, stabbed, killed every day. If you want to look at this as a color issue, I see white on white. I see black on black. I see white on yellow, yellow on white, yellow on black, you name it. I see people killing people every day, 
or hear about it every day. And unfortunately, that is a natural rate of the world. And that's not a copped out answer, folks. That's, that's me being truthful with that. I have one more news article here that I, I wanted to talk about. And that is the, did anyone hear about uh, the Catholic school that was kicked out of the Smithsonian Museum in D.C. over a pro-life beanie? Did anybody see that? It did not make a lot of big news, but it actually, to me, since we're on the right, the, 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 the talking about rights and the attack on your freedoms and your rights, this fits right into that category. Now, if you don't know this, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. The Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C., do you know who owns that, folks? Well, that's a federal museum. And I don't know if anybody knows this or not, and you should know this, but if you don't, I'm going to educate you. Under your rights, your constitutional rights, I could go in there wearing a Nazi hat. I wouldn't. But I could go into the, the, the Washington, D.C. Smithsonian, and I could wear a Nazi hat, and they can't do anything about it. That's your freedom and exercising of free speech. They can't stop you or kick you out of a federal facility. Well, this is what happened at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. There was a dozen of Catholic school students and their chapters there. They were all wearing beanies that had the in inscribed on them pro-life messages. Now, on January the 20th, students and their chaplains from the um, Lady of the Rosary School based in Greenville, South Carolina, they traveled to Washington, D.C. for their annual National March to Life. The group members were all wearing matching blue beanies with the words Rosary Pro-Life on them. Now, the American Center for Law and Justice, which is the ACLU, representing the parents and some of the students that was involved in this, alleged that the museum staff mocked the students, hurled explosive uh, material at them, and claimed that the museum was a neutral zone where political or religious messages were not allowed. Now, I'm not going to read all of this article. I again, I would like people, they can go through and read this. Make your own decision. They can't do that. It's a federal-ran museum. It's federally owned by the government. The government does not have the right to stop anybody. Now, the museum did come out. You had management come out and said this is never going to happen again. And that the individuals, an individual who was responsible for that, for kicking those students and staff out, was going to be reprimanded and taken care of and action would be taken. I think that's a flimsy excuse. Again, this is another great example of attacking your rights 
and freedoms. So if you didn't know that about a federal building, now you know. The federal government can't stop you from wearing anything, from protesting. It's all a form of free speech and expression. They can't stop you. Now, folks, I'm going to take one more time out. We're going to run a little bit over on today's show. I've got one more article I want to discuss, and then I'm going to end the show, like I said, with my send-off to, to Blue, uh, our basset hound that passed away on Friday. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkle's Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com 
time, a word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes And we are back. I've got Queen here with We Are the Champions. 
Now, folks, I've got, again, I've got one or two more articles here before I, I wrap up the show that I want to get into here. Um, the next article that I want to talk about, again, as we're on the topic of censorship and taking away of your constitutional rights, uh, I, I've got this article here from Newsmax. Um, it's talking about the, and I'm sure everyone's heard about it all week, it is the uh, the the shocking uh, censorship uh, of Newsmax by progressives um, when you had DirecTV and AT and AT and T they they censored Newsmax they completely removed them off of their network's listings and that ended up dropping about twenty million viewers who listened to, to Newsmax. Newsmax was actually rated as number three, number four on network news. I mean, they, they pulled in huge numbers, still do, but you will not find them on DirecTV and, and AT&T. That's all part of this censorship to free speech. And you have a lot of Republicans who are out there now showing us this is a clear case of free speech infringement and viewpoint discrimination, and that the government is colluding with telecommunication giants and what they're calling should chill all of us. And there's been a lot of um, discussion on this. It's now going to the House hearing floors and there's an investigation into this. I just I wanted to bring this up. Uh, now, DirecTV says this is all has to do with licensing fees and accountabilities with information. But again, this just has to go back to censorship. That's what it is. I just wanted to bring that up since I was on the topic of censorship. Now, my last article that I have here is um, it's talking about the massive green spending bills that was going on out in California. And that was on the Amtrak systems, billions and billions and billions of taxpayers' dollars for a system that was wasted. And then you have all of these Billions of dollars that went to all of the green energy corporations around the country for wind, wind power. Well, it just came out here two days ago. I've got the article here. And it was featured on all the major networks. You, you can look it up. But all of these solar green energy companies recording massive record financial losses. Is that a shock to anyone? It's, it's not a shock to me. I've been, I've been telling everybody there's no future in this. It's already been proven. You had financial giants today coming out for a lot of these major wind and solar companies saying that they've lost over $40 billion 
and revenue because the energy sectors in which they're in are non-sustainable. Wow, is <laughs> non-sustainable. And now they're asking the federal government for bailouts in certain key areas. I just, I had to, you can look that up yourself. Just type in solar energy, wind energy, bust, $40 billion in, in, in financial losses. It'll bring it up. You can find it anywhere. I, I just had to share with everybody on that. Again, we try to sell, and Joe Biden, his administration, the Democrats, try to sell everybody on this, this climate agenda, this green new garbage deal policy. And they can't even keep them, these companies can't even keep afloat because the technology doesn't work. Remember how I said you should have the, the three-phase um, philosophy? Crawl, walk, run. In the crawl phase, you should be building your prototypes, testing your theories, testing your equipment, making sure that you're, you're going to be able to, to sustain, produce what you said you're going to produce, and actually make a profit off of that. And then you go to the next phase, which is the walk phase, and that's initializing this, selling your product. It's getting out there. People are buying into it because it works. It's generating profit, so forth and so forth. And then the run is the huge manufacturing and selling of all this because you have, you have something that actually works. It's been tested. The theory behind it is sound. Well, it's the same thing with the, the green energy deal, folks, the, the green garbage with the electric cars. It's a big lie. And everyone's going to find out, just like over in Europe did with the, with the electric cars, like they did 10 years ago, fields and fields and fields of electric cars that nobody uses because they're non-sustainable. The costs, the upkeep, financially outweigh the market and the individuals and you, the consumer. It's just not sustainable. It's not going to do anything. Well, that is all I have, folks, for the end of the week wrap-up. Um, I'm going to go ahead here, and uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this week. I will be back for the next end-of-the-week wrap-up on February the 12th. That is next Sunday. So join me as I give you all of the news, all of the major headlines into what's going on around the country, around the world. Um, I would like to thank all of my Think Local First businesses, all of our sponsors, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Republic. There's tons of them out there who carry me. Thank you. I want to thank all of my listeners for tuning in and listening. If you're new to the show, Please come back, listen, tune in. Uh, you might learn something. I might be able to steer you in a direction to where you can get the information yourself to make your own educated opinions, and you might just learn something that you didn't know. That is my goal here, folks. 
to educate and let you, the listener, make your own educated decisions. If I can do that, then I've succeeded at my job here. And again, I want to thank everybody, everybody for tuning in. Uh, I, I could not do this show without all of my listeners. Thank you. If you like free advertisement for your business, free advertisement, I always put this out here at the end of the show. There are three ways that you could have your business featured on my show for free every time the show comes on. Three ways to do this. You can rather give us a telephone call here at 740-802-7936. Or you can email us at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Leave your information there. I will get back to you. Or lastly, you can go to my Facebook page. Just look up Charles Nash. You'll see the big political theater icon with me on there. It looks like a red, white, and blue face of mine. And it looks like something out of an old Ronald Reagan presidential political poster. You can't miss it. Now, again, I have that down here until the end of the week next week because I've got blue on there. Um, I'm doing my send-off to him. Uh, but it's, it's normally on there. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. As I said, I, I'm going to end the show with a tribute to um, my friend of 17 years. Um, that was Blue, uh, my basset hound, like I said, been on this show many times. Uh, everybody heard the jingle. A lot of every, every one of my guests that I've had on the show has um, <laughs> had some sort of interaction with him. I mean, he was just very special. And um, I'm going to miss him. So I'm going to end the show here before I become a, a blubbering mess. And um, I'm going to send it, it off here with uh, Jimmy Scott and the song to Garden. Um, my tribute here to Blue. Um, born April the 2nd, two thousand. And six, passed away here Friday, um, February the 3rd, 2023. We miss you, and I love you, Blue, and I'll see you again one day. So this is for you. We'd walk right up to heaven, bring you back again. It broke our hearts to lose you, but you did not go alone. For part of us went with you the day God called you home. God looked around his garden. And he found an empty place And he looked down upon the earth And he saw your precious face He put his arms around you And he lifted you to rest God's garden 